So real quick, I want to address the name change of our podcast. We were the voice messages podcast for the for good first, you know, eight episodes that we've put out because it's still so new. We have the opportunity to go ahead and, and change the name while it's still getting out there to more align with what we are wanting this podcast to represent. And so as much as we love voice messages, because we were talking about, so it's fun, it's fun and it's clever. And we were talking about it's, you know, the messages that we hear in the voice, because yes, our voice sends messages, but we recognized as after lots of talking that it's not just about hearing the message. It's about then applying it further and, and how can we do that? Because yes, we love talking about the voice. We could talk about the voice all day long, but the, what makes our studio different, what makes Lindsay and I different as teachers is that we look at our students as a whole and we enjoy teaching them as whole people and not just as singers. And so we love to enrich their lives. Um, as much as we love to enjoy music with them and, and enrich their voices. And so to us, the purpose of this podcast became so much more clear when we changed the name to Voice Lessons Podcast, because it's not just about the voice lessons. It's about the lessons we learn through the voice. And that when we figured that out, we were like, that is it. That is what the name of our podcast is. And from here on out, it will reflect that in our intro and outro and in all the branding and everything, but I just, not to be too confusing, but we felt like it was worth the confusion to align ourselves more. So, yeah. I a hundred percent believe that who I am as a singer is not, it's who I am. Yeah. I love to sing, but it's not about me. It's not about my voice. It's about who I've become as a singer, the things that I've learned by singing and those lessons feel far more valuable and I can't let them be missed as I'm teaching my students as I, you know, whether it be one in private or many in a choral setting or whatever, just those lessons are so, so valuable. I don't want them to be missed yeah. because those are the ones that make me a lifelong singer Yes. Because of what I gained from it. It's the, the lifelong singer. I mean, it's, I love to sing and it's fun and I enjoy enriching other people's experience by sharing that with them, but it's not about me. And it's not about that moment. It's, it's, it's about the time, you know, enriching somebody's life is not because, Oh my goodness, Lindsay sounds so great. The sweetest comment. Somebody, I didn't, I didn't know her. I was at the library and this woman comes up to me and says, I swear you look so familiar. And I'm like, I and she goes, wait, do you sound like an angel? <laughs> I just laughed at her. I'm like, um, sure. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I sing. Is that what you're asking? And it was just the sweetest thing to say, but it wasn't, I know like That's it's not, not about how yeah. great I sounded. It's about that she came away just like, oh my gosh, that was so great. I feel like this angel is singing to me, you know, like yes. it's about the feeling that she had. Mm-hmm. And it's about that within our world today where there are such big feelings, so many like mental illnesses and just arguing and divisiveness and all the things I feel like just who we are as people matters so, so, so much more 
than just yes. some. Yeah, oh, you sound pretty when you sing. Um, exactly. Thank and you. The, the reality is, like, I mean, not to like have a downer look on this, but the reality is, is not everybody's going to become a professional singer. And I yeah. mean, a lot of people are going to continue singing their whole lives and and share it. I hope that they do. I ho- I know that I do. I know that you do. But not everybody has that opportunity. Some most people say, well, I really used to love singing, but I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I want to, but like what I want is for people to still feel like they can sing, even though they're not the professional singer or doing it for their job or, you know, on Broadway or whatever requirement they've laid out for themselves, but that they're doing it for themselves because it brings joy and happiness to them and it helps them to enrich their lives of the people around them when they share that, that vulnerable part of themselves. And then also that there's so much that we can learn when we are singing for ourselves, just like you would do any other hobby for your own, for your own good, you know, like just to, just to enrich your life. Singing is the same way and can do that. Even when you're, when, even when you're older, you don't have to be young and have the, the, the aspirations of becoming your career to continue singing. And so that's our passion. And that is why we want our voices on this podcast to reach so many more people than just we can help you become good singers because yeah. it's it's not just that. We do want to help you feel comfortable with your voice, but we also want you to feel comfortable sharing it in your lives for the reason of helping you become who you are, who you truly are. So, yeah. yeah. Or who the best person you can become, which made, as you were speaking, I was thinking about how we arrived on the name of our voice studio, a love voice studio. A love means student in French. And, but the etymology of a love is clear to see the relationship between a love and elevate to lift. And that that's exactly what was important to us. It's student centered, the whole student. It's not about the singer. It's not about me and what I want you to sound like, or what you want somebody to sound like, or what somebody else wants you to sound like. It's about the student and what the student discovers through creating, through honoring who they are, who they can become. And that I think is so, so powerful because it helps us to grow. That's, mm-hmm. that's the point, right? We want to become better than we are. That's why we take lessons in the first place, whether it be singing lessons or lessons about anything else. And so that, that is the thing that stands out. That's what makes our studio, our studio is that we want, it's a whole, it's about the whole student. Love it. You're listening to the Voice Lessons Podcast. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Lindsay. We have a passion for music and the voice, and we love sharing the insights we've gained to help others elevate their voices and their lives. In this podcast, we will listen to what's really going on in the voices all around us to see what lessons there are for our own voices. Presented by Elev Voice Studio. today which is so fun to me because billy joel is just consummate like he's so he's just an incredible musician an incredible songwriter i love looking at his catalog of of music because it's so varied you look at him over the years and some incredible songs first of all some incredible songs but also just so different one for me one from another style wise it's 
You look at Goodnight Saigon. Do you know that song? Mm -mm. Okay, well, it's really great. And it's like a commentary on, I think it's a commentary on Vietnam. And it's, it just has this like, it, and we will all go down to it just, it's so, it's powerful. And then you take that and you put that with Piano Man and that's so different. And then um, Big Shot totally different yeah. song it's yeah. totally different and the fact that his career spanned for so so long I feel like that's really different than today where you'll have certain artists that do make their mark and are able to have multiple albums but not like the anthologies that used to happen that's back in the 70s the 80s yeah. and even the 90s mm -hmm. um it's just it's a different ball game we're gonna listen to Innocent Man by Billy Joel um, and it was recorded in 83 and auto-tune wasn't a thing. Like how you recorded it was how it came out. I was fascinated with listening to this particular section of the song that repeats three times and noticing how different each was. We are entering into Lindsay's high school mind. Everybody, Ooh, man. buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> so we're going to listen to it again because we really want to pay attention to the weight of the voice, like how much, how much chord closure there is, how much like pressure is kind of going into it, how much weight he's using um, in the lower range and the higher range. Okay. And at the different spots. What did you hear? <laughs> well, when I hear him start, <laughs> It is, um, it's super engaged. It's super heavy. It's a lot more just yeah. almost like, ah, uh, ah, and then when he does the, uh, just that yeah. big jump, uh, it's a lot more of a, a lighter closure and a more of a, um, a mix, I guess. It's, it's yeah, less yeah, yeah. going through that, to that jump. So you can hear he's definitely crossed that bridge there. I mm am, -hmm. but still when he's up there on am, there's some, there's some nice weight there, right? There's yeah. good closure. There's yeah. good engagement. Yeah, I am mm -hmm. and it. And when he comes down, there's like, there's some weight there, right? Yeah. Like, and it is his passion, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you hear, oh, yes, I, oh, yes, I. And you hear that flip, like the tonal uh, colors just shift. Yes. Because yes. there's your bridge and there was too much weight. This is, I'm assuming, maybe it was a choice, but there was more weight on the bottom than was going to be comfortable going over the top. And so you hear this flip. Mm -hmm. I've experienced that. Most people who are singers, I think, are just like, yeah, I know what that feels like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Now, the second one. Okay. Hi. Again. Yeah. I am an innocent man. 
right? Uh-huh. Same. And in, same power. And in, right? Like, yes. And yes. in, same man. But this time, he's like, oh, no, I flipped the first time. I don't want that. And so he's like, I'm going to stay engaged. And you hear him go up, oh, yes. And it's under pitch, <laughs> but not detached. But it is flat on that eye. It's not the same tuning as it was before. And this is not me criticizing Billy Joel and his totally. tuning. Please. Totally. Let, let's let's be again. clear. I got to listen to it again. Do it again. Okay, because I was so focused on him flip going so up high that I was listening mm-hmm. to that the quality of that tone. So then oh. I, I didn't continue listening at to the end as you were talking about him doing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I high school going. Lindsay did not listen to the I am. That's not where high school Lindsay was paying attention. Mm-hmm. It was the bridge. So yeah, yeah totally. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Interesting. Yes. So here's the third occurrence of this exact same passage. Listen. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear it again? I do. He's sharp. Oh, I didn't notice that. I you don't doubt. I mean, at that part, I, the same part that part? we're talking about at the end, and he kind of goes into a head voice a little bit. And That's it, what he's I trying to be lighter, but it almost sounds like he's a little bit sharp on above the pitch this time. <laughs> on I, on I, I didn't. I never listened to. I never I heard know. that part. Let me. Let I don't me know what in. I hear. Is just before when he was. Oh yes, he's just like. It's yes. so much lighter. And I wonder, like, what did that feel? Was that a conscious choice to not be so like, yeah. yeah. Or was it, was it like, I'm so tired of fighting this. You know what? <laughs> Never mind. And just like, we're just going to take it all from above. Oh, yes. I and then as he comes down, he's like, and now we'll add a little bit more meat to it. Okay. Listen again. Okay, maybe not, but it just feels so much lighter that it feels like it's sharp, but it it's not. But I I can kind of it just is a completely different uh way of producing the tone than the first few times he's done it. Totally technically different. Totally yeah. technically different. It feels so different in his voice, but I think it's so interesting to just hear bridges yeah. and that people who made lots of money and are super famous for what they do also have bridges in their voices Yes, that we're all made the same and that that's, that's a thing. That's a thing that everybody's got to work to negotiate and decide how they want to negotiate those. Yes. What's the lesson that we learn from Billy Joel, an innocent man? I think a good lesson um, is that we all have the same anatomy in our voices. We all have to deal with the same challenges and the same, you know, because it's all 
we're all going to, our voices are all made the same. So we're all going to encounter the same, the same issues when we go to sing. The general structure of our anatomy general is all the same. Anatomy and the way that the physics work in your voice is the same. And so we're not all, the celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a great message. <laughs> no, but truly, I think that as we study the voice, and we encounter those bridges and just feel frustrated as you keep working and working and working and just like, well, I have it in this song, but not this song. Yeah. And just recognize that it it is a challenge. It is something that takes a lot of practice to be able to negotiate those bridges and to create a continuous sound because, because the production is different beneath the bridge than it is above the bridge. Yeah. And every single person is going to need you know, different, different ways of learning to go around that. Um, and different, different special help even. I mean, that's kind of why a voice teacher is so helpful because yes, we all have the same bridges, but we don't all learn the same way, you know? So a voice teacher, you know, one thing, one method for negotiating a bridge or, you know, breathing through, you know, and, and being able to, to use a technique to sing smoothly through your bridge might work for one person. And it might be something completely different for somebody else's vocal anatomy. So we have the same things that are working different, different learning techniques still apply. And we still need to, we can still benefit from the, the diversified help, I guess. Right. Well, and another lesson I think is that's important to take from this is the power of mix that we can transition through this. And I think that that's where it gets actually the trickiest for me personally, is that balancing act that you are trying to do as you negotiate that bridge going in from above, going coming in it from below. Mm -hmm. It, it feels different. It's they're different and it takes time to learn to balance that. So, so expertly, it doesn't have to feel like a flip. (laughs) <laughs> then how can we apply that voice that voice lesson into our lives? Oh gosh, there's so many things that can come from this. One of the lessons that I take away is there are many ways to do it. Yeah. There are three different ways he did the exact same passage. Three different ways. All fine. All with slightly different colors and flares, I guess that if that's an appropriate word to adjective to use there, all different, but all, all fine. I really like the concept of balance because I think that that is obviously another thing that we all can learn from. And I, I've heard people say before, like, there's no such thing as balance. You know, there's no such thing as being able to, to balance your life with kids or being able to do this and that, like stop trying to, um, work so hard for this imaginary balance because it just doesn't exist. Well, I understand the, the idea there. Mm -hmm. I also feel like when, if we look at it through the voice, through the lens of the voice, like there is always balance. It doesn't like there, it, whether it's off balance, like in a bad way, or if it's well-balanced, something is always being balanced. The idea of progression for moving forward, there has to be imbalance. And we all are looking for progression. I hope we're all looking for progression. Um, you have to have some imbalance moving forward. Look at the way we walk. When we walk, we shift our balance from foot to foot 
are we are constantly we're still upright but there is a shift of balance and it goes it ebbs and flows between each foot if you were to stay on one foot the whole time that would not work very well you would not have that progression you would be off balance yeah it's shifting back and forward that gives you the opportunity to progress and move forward but it does require times of imbalance whether that be great or small if it's too great you're going to fall over yeah and so I really so I love that because it really is I mean it kind of is true there's no such thing as a true balance because that's not something you really want to be looking for that's not something we should be working for what we should be working for is how we're working with the the imbalance yes yes and I think that also applies to I mean back to the voice it works with the voice too when you're trying to figure out how to work through your bridges work through those things it's how you manage the imbalance yeah yeah well and Billy Jolie's got more weight here and less here or he flips and does that but you can also have a mix with the voice where you've got just a lot smoother transition so maybe that balance is is not wobbling so far or yes I love that but even to create depth of tone vocal color a variety where he's doing that I am right where he's got the passion there's imbalance there. that requires there imbalance create yeah. yes mm-hmm. there has to be to create that passion and and so it's it's there is there's a place for balance and there's a place for imbalance but maybe the goal is just progression yeah and, and to move move with it yes to move with it i love that i love, I love it yes yes And that's our voice lesson for the week. Go forth, create, and elevate. And remember, it's not only about the voice lessons. It's about the lessons we learn through the voice. Bye! Bye.